Recorded live. Hey, good afternoon. This is Evan Jensen telling to you this special time and day, which is a Friday. We normally do our shows on Tuesday. But due to um, a change of venue and the fact that we actually uh, catered to a very well-known author, that would be Jim Mars, to do our show this Friday, as was agreed upon in written emails, text messages, and just about any other form of communication you could think of. As we get ready to go live on our show, Beyond Reality, Paranormal Talk Radio, as I predicted, and I said it in chat several times, I doubt that the man's going to show up. It, it was the fourth time, you know, not being here for us. Um, he's a great author. I respect the man's work. But as far as being responsible, he's got nothing coming. I mean, and that's not being rude, crude, or unacceptable. It's stone-cold fact. I don't have time to deal with uh, that kind of uh, nonsense. So today, since I was in a really good mood now, I decided anyway, to go ahead and do the Gride Show. So, everybody, welcome to the Gripe Show, where everybody in America has a bitch. I'll tell you, in other words, somebody is just not happy. Well, I guess I'll be the first damn volunteer. But with that, stuck in the crosshairs here is Kelly Griffin, John Reynolds, and best-selling author, Edwin F. Becker. Um, so let's welcome them to the great show here first. Edwin, Kelly, Jan, everybody, welcome to the show. Thanks, Evan. Hello, everybody, and thank you, Evan. Yes, hey, hey. So, all right, so I've got a great, you know, and it's a bitch, and it is a concern. So my elderly neighbor, who I've been taking care of now for, yeah, about two years, he calls me and she says, you won't, you're going to really flip your lid. You're going to pop a cork. You're going to blow a gasket when I tell you what happened to my sister. Now, my early neighbor is, uh, has a huge estate, and her, her sister um, is in charge of this estate. That's on this great big bank account. And uh, they live in, I won't say which sanctuary city, but they live in a quote-unquote Sanctuary City. She says, Evan, you won't believe it, but my sons have stopped temporarily here because some illegal son of a bitch, and that's the way she put it, some illegal son of a bitch filed taxes in my sister's name using the checking account, her social security number, and her name, and then had a, uh, an email address going somewhere else so they could electronically do this, and then the IRS would send a check to this illegal alien. This is in one of these protected sanctuary cities that are crooked, ridiculous, and backstabbing politicians have endorsed. First of all, I say, what is the reason that these politicians want to support these illegals and make safe sanctuary cities because federal law mandates and strictly states 
that anyone aiding, abetting, sheltering, or financing illegal alien activity is subject, if not up to, five year in, years of imprisonment. So does that mean federally that every politician that's endorsing a sanctuary city should be sent to jail for five years for aiding and betting illegal aliens into the uh, into our country. What's your thought? I hope so. I hope so. You would think so, but don't you think it's maddening and damn like crazy that they're endorsing them in the first place? Yeah, but but that's uh, almost predictable simply because. They're going to do the opposite of whatever Trump wants. So, I mean, Trump hasn't done anything that Obama didn't do. Obama did the same damn thing. And he, he got rid of immigrants. He stopped them from coming in. He banned some. He did almost everything Trump did during his term. But it did, it wasn't newsworthy, okay? Right now the news has something to complain about. So, uh, I mean, crap. If Trump goes to dinner tonight and doesn't use a salad fork, it'll be in the news tomorrow <laughs> that that he's an anti 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 forker, you know. Uh, so yeah. it, that that's all it is. The sanctuary cities make no damn sense with the violence, and and I mean the Chicago mayor wants to make Chicago a sanctuary city, like they need more bullets and violence. It, it's mm-hmm. insane. Insane. But they need more uh, different races up there. My God, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know where I was when I first moved up there. Jeez, everybody well, was yipping in a different language everywhere you went. Well, there was a comedian who said uh, they they made a big point of saying, you know, for for a long time, I guess for hundred years or something, it has not snowed in Chicago. And the comedian <laughs> said, oh, yes, it did, but they shot the flakes before they hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, I got a couple of major gripes. You know, I was watching a Nicolas Cage movie the other day, and um, it's about the USS Indianapolis that will sink. Um, just before that, it delivered... Uh, two payloads of one was the atomic bomb of Hiroshima and the other one ended up being the atomic bomb of Nagasaki. What the movie didn't portray, and it's supposed to be based upon a true story, was that there were three bombs dropped. Two of them obviously detonated, one did not. So if the USS Indianapolis only had two bombs that they showed, where the hell did the third one come from that they didn't mention? And just, it, just my pet peeve is the media, you guys. They, you watch a movie, and you, you click on it. It's based on a true story. Like, all right, let's get on with this. Great, it's a true story. I can get into this. And then you're reading it or you're listening to it, and you're like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's story based on based on what? What idiot wrote it? You know, it's based on what? You know, it, it's kind of like. Some of these damn politicians, they have these polls out there. They'll interview 50 people, and they'll take 
fifty people that said I don't like Donald Trump, and they're like, okay, he's now got the lowest approval rating since any president. According to what? The fifty people that you wrote into that you knew, you probably knew. <laughs> I mean, where did this names come from? Have you not ever seen that? <laughs> no, that's complete BS. I sent you those two. I happen to like those polls. Uh, MSN has one, and they run it. And everybody uh, who's an MSN user can can vote. And you can watch the vote climb. If you add your vote, you'll see it add. So it's – it's uh, and, and also they use a tremendous number of, view, of watchers. So uh, you're talking about two, three, four hundred thousand people. It's exactly the opposite of what the news says. Uh, now Trump's approval rating is through the ceiling. It's through the ceiling. And I believe that. The I situation, really it, to me, the situation is kind of frightening. I mean, uh, Hillary just taped a thing where she said, uh, address some people, and she said to put up resistance. Continue your resistance. <laughs> like... <laughs> The resistance. Like, yeah, and uh, it, it's like they're, the, the liberals and the Democrats have become the Nazi party. I mean, with their violence, with their violence and everything else. Uh, you know, they're calling for this boycott, that boycott, violence. Uh, they're, they're the new Nazis. Yeah, you know if. Crazy, crazy. I, I don't know, but when, when I heard about the poll about, uh, you know, Trump having the lowest approval, and, you know, so I started doing some digging, and I'm like, okay, I know this has to be bullshit. We know that during World War II, there were two atomic bombs dropped. We were talking about that earlier Nagasaki and Hiroshima, okay? And so Lyndon B. Johnson was our president during that time. When he dropped those two bombs killing millions of Japanese citizens, do you think he was very fucking popular when that happened? No. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody with a low approval rating at that point. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. There's some things, I guess what I'm saying is there's some things you see, you know, that's portrayed in the media. You know, and and they're like trying to get you they they really you into the big bold face lie. And and then they said, But we're not making fake news and you, and then you read it and you're like, Okay, well where did they get their information from? What retard fool idiot wrote that expecting the mainland population of America to even believe it? It's funny. And Trump's got a point when he says, you know, that all these Agencies are fake news. Um, and I'm going to stick my my name out here and go out on the web just a little bit and say, you know, the media in Hollywood is ran by the Jewish community um, who's really, I mean, I'm not being mean here or anything, but they have really made a mockery out of the social media you, you talk about the late night shows. It's all anti-Trump, anti-Trump, anti-Trump. You know, and it's 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 comical to see. It. I mean, I just sit back and laugh at it all. But then you get those people out there 
they probably got a couple of cuckoos running around in their head loose anyway. A couple cuckoo birds are missing some marbles, whatever the hell you want to say. The hamster's rotating, but the mice not in the house. And these are the ones that you have voting on things, and then you wonder, you wonder how things can get so messed up voting-wise and the wrong person's in and we get all this turmoil. you got to think, too, of who do you have that's doing the voting? First, we had to worry about who was being elected. Now we got to worry about who the hell's doing the, the voting. I mean, for the Democratic Party, isn't it really about 45% of the illegals? That's, is that maybe why they're protecting uh, these sanctuary cities? Who the hell else is going to vote for these crooked Democrats? I mean, uh, these illegals, they don't uh, pay taxes. They don't have to worry about higher ex- expenses than the average person would because they're using welfare. I mean, you name it. I, you, know, I, so, you know, maybe it's my old age or something, but I don't see the sense. To me, it's nonsense. I mean, what country is going to allow people to come in there, not become citizens, not learn the language, and then give them support, especially when you're in a in basically bankruptcy, all right? Yeah. We've got a huge deficit. We, we can't afford it. And, you know, these people will not assimilate into our culture. They won't talk our language. They won't become citizens. They won't, you know. Why would you want a shitload of people who are not patriotic in your country? You it doesn't make sense. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and it gets me because Schumer and these people from New York uh, are crying, you know, about liberalism and, and let's make New York a sanctuary city and crap. Well, Schumer is a dual citizen of Israel. Take a look at what Israel does. They've got a wall all around the whole damn country. You have to have a DNA test to live there, to prove that you're Jewish, to live there. But yet Schumer here in our country, that's true. You have to have a DNA test. You can't buy any land in Israel if you're non-Jew. But yet Schumer in this country says, open up our borders. You know, and Trump's crazy with building the wall. Yeah. It's like he's a hypocrite, a total hypocrite. It is. Well, what city was that? It wasn't the city that built the wall. They built the wall to keep people out. They didn't get uh, blasted and and uh, and all that. Remember, uh, we were talking about it, and I kind of it's it here, but there was another country that built the wall for the same purpose, and it it did yeah, very no. well. No, uh, no, the, the the irony of it is the country that built the wall was Mexico. And they, yes, built was, this, yeah. they built a tremendous <laughs> wall to keep out the Guatemalans. That's right. You're right. So why would they be so angry about building a wall now? <laughs> I think Valtab would kick all these people out. So yeah. It's about time we kick all these people out of here. Yeah. You know? And as far as this band... It's not a Muslim ban. And and that shit has to stop, too. You know, with them, uh, you know, making it that these people can still come over here, it's wrong. No, it's absolutely wrong. 
and it just does not make sense, okay? And my grandparents came over from Europe. They didn't speak English. They came here. They learned our language. They became citizens. They worked their ass off, you know, contributed what they had to contribute as far as taxes and Social Security, and everybody else just should do the same damn thing. You know, and I wouldn't give them squat. And what really makes me angry because I have a, a a real tender heart when it comes to homeless and hungry. Because at one point in my youth, I, we were homeless and hungry. We let our homeless and hungry outside of Springfield. We've got a decent sized tent city of people that are homeless: children, women, children, men, old men, Vietnam veterans, and. Uh, why the hell would we give money to somebody who's a non-citizen before we take care of our own? Thank you. I mean, it makes no damn sense. And our government, now maybe Trump's going to change things, but, you know, when you have FEMA housing that can house thousands of people and you're not using it, why can't the homeless seek shelter there? That's a good question. I think... Why would they have the homeless and just dump them over at Hillary Clinton's front lawn? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she wants them, she can have them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think we should make, uh, you know, tunnels, you know, really deep tunnels, and, you know, make them go underground, and, and hell, we can... Uh, we route them back to Mexico. Not that they're all Mexican, but I'm just saying maybe they need a couple of, I mean, we got some of those, they could have some of ours. It sounds like a good deal, but no, you know, to be serious, to be serious here, what do you do? I mean, this is the society that's being led. This is what's happening to, to good, some of these homeless people are good people, you know, veterans, uh, prior military, people that have families, people that have reached all-time lows. Uh, you know, the media likes to portray them as all drug addicts, uh, people that don't care, have no ambitions in life, but it's just the opposite. It's a very few percentage, about 8% of the actual homeless that, that are, you know, that, that were people that have families and have actually protected this country and so forth. And so the question that I'm wanting answered by our damn crooked politicians and our government, you know, is why? Why are they, you know, making our states like this? They'd rather have spent millions of dollars on illegal aliens to be protected um, versus all... you know, protecting, taking care of our uh, homeless and so forth. And the, the homeless rate, the rate of the homeless is is growing uh, astronomically year after year after year. And unless something is seriously done about it, there's going to be one class of people, and that's the extraordinarily wealthy. The rest of the people won't even they won't even have a status. And what's your thought on that? Well, I, I get pissed off, and people uh, people say, you know, when I, things I say are not politically correct, and they're probably right. Uh, but you cannot have a democracy and cater 
to all these minority groups. Now, I don't care what minority group we're talking about. So that includes, you know, I'm in a minority group as a senior, handicapped senior. Uh, you can't cater to me. You know, you have to maintain democracy. Majority rules, period. And that's the way it is. And I've always lived with that. I I haven't liked all the presidents that have been elected. I haven't liked all the laws they've been passed. But I respect them because that's what it takes to hold a country and to maintain a democracy. Without that, uh, you don't have a democracy any longer. And we've got people, we've got, I, I believe, very sinister forces with big bucks uh, manipulating the public. You know, it's much like, I can't see the picture. I'm not, I'm not that, maybe I'm not that bright, but Obama came into office and he threatened everybody. You know, I'm going to eliminate the Second Amendment. And uh, consequently, everybody went out and bought guns. We, In the last eight years, there have been more gun sales than there were in the last 25 years. You know, even I bought a few more, uh, you know, to keep handy. And you couldn't even get ammunition. I mean, certain ammunitions were impossible to get. So it's much like if I said... Uh, Tomorrow I'm going to shut down and they're not going to make mayonnaise anymore. Everybody would be running to the store to buy a mayonnaise and clean the shelves. So Obama's bait was predictable, and everybody did buy guns. People that I know that can't even shoot, never handled a gun, bought guns. Why do they want the public so well-armed? That's my question. That's a damn good question, too. I mean, they do want the public well-armed, and uh, everybody is. I mean, I, my daughter got a conceal and carry, and Marsha got a conceal and carry, and my son-in-law, of course, the cop, he forced me to get a conceal and carry uh, permit. And, uh, yeah, you go to the gun shops, and there are certain models of guns you can't get. you got to order them. They're back-ordered. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so confused in all this crap. First, first uh, they want you to have guns, and they don't want you to have guns, and then, and then um, it just—I don't know what the hell to think. Um, well, I, I actually held my breath after the election because when all the rioting started, you know, those people—they didn't care if you were—you know—they didn't care whose store it was, Republican or Democrat. They went on a looting binge. They went on a burning binge. And knowing how well everybody is armed, mm -hmm. I thought this could be the spark, you know. Yeah. Here in Missouri, we have a rather strong uh, militia in southwest Missouri. And I, I figured, oh, God, the militia is going to come out. And there's going to be bullets <laughs> flying, you know. <laughs> it's going to be civil war. You know, I thought that the other day with all that's going on. It just reminded me of another civil war starting over here. It seems it seems like they're trying to do that. I mean, the media is pitting everybody against everybody else. You know, I mean, uh, look at it with the, you know, I mean, can you imagine we spent how many media hours and talented writers have written about bathrooms in the last four months 
Like, who gives a shit about these bathrooms? Yeah, I mean... I think it's ridiculous. Just go in the bathroom. Whatever you look like, go in that bathroom. If you look like a woman, go in the woman's. If you look like a man, go in the man's. And, you know, the hell with all this. For 2,000 years, we've never had a problem with bathrooms. You know, and it's like... uh, Someone showed a porta potty and said, "You know, here, here's the ultimate, you know, the ultimate bathroom. It's for everybody." And, uh, and they, they were right, you know. But you know, talented journalists, media—they're trying to create negativity in the community, and uh, any which way they can. Can you imagine outhouses lined <laughs> up that way? <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, you know, I, it's it's a crime because you know if you're my age, I can look back and I, I remember much kinder times in this country, uh, much stronger patriotism, uh, people being way more reasonable. I mean, today you have a whole generation of people that grew up playing games. You know. Well, and sadly, this this is what our kids have seen as far as government. I mean, I don't remember when things were um, stable or right. <laughs> I mean, these issues are coming. This is what our kids are learning about politics, the ones that are just now, you know, old enough to vote. They've never, they've never seen um, normal, and it's sad. Well, it seems like the – I blame I – actually, I blame all the media myself. It, it's all – it's all uh, – Completely controlled and scripted. It's much like uh, before the election, all the polls showed Hillary ahead by vast amounts, 10%, 15% ahead. And everybody after the election, they said, oh, the polls were wrong. Yeah, polls, right. The, 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 the polls were not wrong, okay? those. No, the polls were scripted because it's marketing 101. All right, if you show your candidate to be a, a, a strong winner, you're going to have a huge percentage of Americans that are going to vote for them simply because they're non-political and they're going to vote with the majority. So as long as they flash that out there, Hillary's winning, that gained her a lot of votes. Now, the opposite happened to Trump. Trump lost votes because, yeah, there are a certain number of Americans that say, oh, shit. My guy's really going to lose. My voting can account. So you know that was a that was a marketing ploy, and it should have worked. I mean, that's why they had Time Magazine announcing that Hillary won, because it was right. the ultimate. It was the ultimate <laughs> marketing ploy, and I they know, fell I on their tell, ass. They fell on their ass. Tell, yeah, they did. I had to tell Evan that night. I had to keep telling him, "No, Trump is winning." No, I'm like, yes, he is. <laughs> but, you know, it's almost like brainwashing 101. You know, the the teachers and the colleges all promoted Hillary. You know, every single one of them. And, and all the kids were so sad and crying. They don't even know what they're crying about, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, when, when, when college, Berkeley was just ridiculous. I mean, college guys uh, said they're going to cut their penises off. You know, 
it was like I, I wanted to, you know, offer him, hey, I got a nice machete knife here. I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. And I never saw anything like it. And uh, you've got some of these people. It's much like I do not understand the Jewish community at all. All right. When Trump became president, Israel's prime minister, Netanyahu, was one of the first to send congratulations and a very warm congratulations to President Trump. Consequently, Trump turned around and made a commitment that we will continue to support Israel both with financially and militarily. So you had a good handshake there, a strong handshake. But yet the Jewish community here in the United States is doing everything they can to hurt him. And, I mean, the last thing I saw, and I I sent it to Evan, it didn't, I, I doubt whether it made CNN or national news, but I don't know if you remember about a month ago they had, uh, all this press about uh, the threatened Jewish community and people are threatening bomb threats. Uh-huh. You know, they're being persecuted and bomb threats. Well, as days went by, I mean, uh, logically, if you made a phone call today and threatened somebody, they'd be at your house within hours. They can track anything. So when a couple of days went by and they didn't arrest the perpetrator, I said, "Those they're doing it themselves. Well, sure enough. It was a Jew who was making the phony phone calls to get to get the press. And uh, supposedly, you know, what it was supposed to do is to make Trump look like he's instigating that kind of anti-Semitism, which, of course, he's not doing. Yeah. But I, I don't understand, you know, because we're going to continue to give Israel everything that they want. Why are the Jewish people here treating Trump so poorly? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Anybody has an answer for that? I mean, I don't understand. I don't know. There were the ones that worked with Hillary to label Trump a damn uh, racist in the first place. That was part of their agenda. They're still doing it. I mean, hell, the DNC and Hillary Clinton tried to, and the damn Jewish community too, tried to blame Trump for these bomb threats to the Jewish synagogues. It was really wrong, Edwin. Yeah, I know. He, I know he was a guy. He he tried to. He had dual citizenship, so he tried to to fly to Israel to escape. Yeah. And uh, but people don't use. I mean, even before the election, I'd gotten little debates with people, and they'd say, "Well, Trump is a racist." Well, I, you know, you, you kind of know that Trump employs himself. 10,000 people, 20,000 people? Yeah. Are you going to tell me that amongst those people are no minorities? Well, he employs his wife plenty is, of minorities. His, you know? wife is, his wife is from another country. That must mean he, really he has to be a racist or he wouldn't have a foreign wife. Then, <laughs> they, then they say he's against women. Well, he's got a shitload of women executives in his organization. He sure does. Uh, so he's not against women. And, no. uh, he made some poor well, choices in getting caught and saying what he did, but 
you know, boys will be boys that way, and, and everybody else will. So men say some pretty off the wall damn things. You don't think so? I've been in the Navy. <laughs> you can't tell me I haven't heard it all. I probably said it all, too, so what? Um, and, you know, so we all know that men say things. I mean, it's a men's thing. Uh, I'm sure you're going to walk up to the nearest female and say, I want to go out and grab your pussy. I said, six years after the women. I mean, it's, you know, if you, in the Navy, being around women, they were called lax back in the day, uh, and they were pretty wacky, but that's another story. Uh, if you heard the way they talked, you can't imagine the stuff that comes out of their mouth about men. And the only reason we know about this is because of social media. I mean, I'm sure every president ever has said something that they don't want broadcast to the world. You know, I've said things to my mm-hmm. girlfriends that I hope never get broadcast to the world. But <laughs> that's the only reason that we know is because of the social media thing. I'm sure <laughs> that there have been other womenizers and... and I don't really think that he is. I mean, look at his daughter. He's he's done so well with her. She's a businesswoman. He didn't treat her like, you know, she's any less than a man. He's really done well with her, and he's made her very successful in the business yeah. world. And they're bitching because this woman isn't taking any pay. You know, it's bitching about her. I, I don't get it because one of the things I really don't get is they did it to Paula Dean and they did it to Bill Cosby and they're doing yeah. it to Trump is going back decades. Okay, thirty <laughs> years ago he said the N word. You know, now let's condemn him thirty years later. That's that, that's a bunch of bullshit. It, it, it's like thirty years ago, you know, uh impossible. It's just a, it's just a tool. It's just a tool to base your grief, your 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 concern, or your bitch about. You know, it's just a tool. It's like a wheelbarrow that they're using to carry the damn payload. Uh, <laughs> it's just a, a stumbling stone for you know for all that. And we've seen it on many occasions. You know, with a lot of local people lately. Um, hell. What about that idiot on the late night show? <laughs> he, everything that comes out of his mouth is about Donald Trump. Um, uh, I can't. I, I can't watch the late night anymore. Jimmy Kimmel, right? Not, a, not any of them. Jimmy Kimmel yeah. or Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon's know, bad. Uh, he, he, or, bad. Or Colbert. And besides, oh. their, their dumbass monologues. Oh. Just sad. Then they tried to goad the guests into saying something. Yeah. So they'll try to get the guests to say something anti-Trump, and it's like uh, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, well, I hope their ratings go to hell in a handbasket because uh, now I just watch nostalgia TV. Yeah, well, I do too now. Uh, I've I've cut out all the networks. In fact, I give the networks all the hell. I write them about every other day. Um, I hope they enjoy seeing my. You know, I'll just play and say it straight out. Fuck you, email. That's what it is. Here's a big thumbs up for you. Not. I get tired. 
you know, I don't want to hear somebody's personal opinion every single day, the same thing, over and over and over. You know, um, I used to like staying up, uh, watching the late show and all that, and, and now, you know, it's a good reason for me to get my ass, turn the lights off, get, get, get into bed and stay there. It's like, oh, late night show's on, time to go to bed. I absolutely refuse to watch it. They're, they're not making a valid point. Uh, well, I, I have no respect for the people who are presenting it, for Fallon or Kimmel or any of them. They're monkeys yeah. because all they're doing is, is they're doing what the, the people who run the network are telling them to, you know, and, the, and they're writers. So, you know, they're all ordered to write some stuff and to present some stuff. And, and it's much like there, there were a number of Hollywood actors that admitted they were threatened, you know, yeah. with continued work if they didn't come out against Trump. Uh, oh, my. Yeah, so, so I mean, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is just a monkey on a stick, uh, and so is Fallon in that, and, and uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should. I mean, they're, they're mocking America. I mean, you don't have to like the president, but as a actual American citizen, I think you should have to respect the fact that he is the leader of this country, whether you like him or not, and show some sort of patriotism to the man that he is running our country. And what they're breathing is hate, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and many, many rebels, they're, they're trying to assassinate the man politically, socially, you know, it's a dangerous campaign what the Democratic Party, the DOC, and so on is doing. Um, they're basically, in my own opinion, and from what I've seen, they're basically setting the men up for some sort of attack or, or hit or, or assassination. Um, and, I mean, all they're doing is fueling the fire and leading somebody. you got to think of how many crazy son of bitches there are out here in America well. today. And you got to really, you got to really take a look at this country's last fifteen years, the fifteen years, because the liberals and Democrats have worked very hard into changing our culture, and our culture is drastically different. The television programs are all different. You know, stuff that wouldn't even, would have never been allowed 15 years ago is all over our television now. It's common. And that goes from language, it goes to everything. Uh, everything is different. They've worked very hard in, I think, destroying our morals and ethics. Uh, certainly our government is not doing a damn thing when it comes to illegal drugs. You know, I mean, Christ, they started the war on drugs when I was, you know, 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. And uh, they certainly aren't winning, you know. And uh, our, they've just demoed our society in the last 15 years. I really think that the powers that be, whoever the hell they are, were set to turn this country into a socialist, communist country. Destroy I do. I, I think you're right. I, I still think that they're working on trying to do that now. I mean, look what's being done right now. There are things being done right now that you, it doesn't make sense. You comp, can't logically or scientifically in any way comprehend 
you know, the things that we're seeing. So, I mean, well, I don't Trump know. is Trump is a threat. I mean, oh, yeah. Trump yeah, he clearly sees he clearly sees what the hell's going wrong. He's a top-notch businessman. I mean, Evan, I told you before the before the election that if he won, what he would what he would do, and and he's doing it. A, a businessman gets business done. He, he probably sleeps yeah. very little. He's always working. He he probably was totally prepared for day one as president. Uh, he, he, people don't like him because he's candid, and he's you know he shoots from the hip. But yeah. that's how exact, that's how businessmen are. They're not politicians. You know, they're not going to water everything down for you. Yeah, he's not a politician. I think, you know, from what I've seen in the last 20 years, in order to be a politician, you must be a thief, a crook, and a liar because that's what they do. It's disturbing. I mean, I'm sure there are some good politicians out there. There are some worth mentioning. I'd sure like to know who the hell they are. Um, I mean, you... you know, you can't. You, you, I can't say what I want to say, or even on my Facebook page, because they'll probably come and arrest me. But yeah. But when you see someone on TV, you see a politician, a congressman, a senator, and they're talking. They're, they're you know, Democrats are wailing that you know they defeated uh, Trump's uh, health care plan. All right. Yeah. And, and you know, and the people are better off and all that bullshit. Mm. We'd be better off if we jumped on their health care plan. You know, I want Congress's health care plan. Yeah. yeah. You know, if they like Obamacare so much, they should all go on Obamacare. I mean, if I was Trump, that's what I'd tell them. I think there's so many things he's going to say that when he comes out of office. You know, I'm wondering if, um, I just wonder how much he's being shut down right now. You know, there's the whole Illuminati thing, and, and I which I don't understand, but but from what I've been told, it's it's real. I mean, people are saying that yeah, that's a real thing. The kids know about more about it than I do. What's the, what no, is no, the, no, it's, what it's is very frightening. What is it? it? It's a select it's, group of elite individuals that are behind the scenes that run the country. Oh, uh, they call, you know, they got call a plan. it the new world order. What? The, oh, the one you, you world know, order. Okay, yeah. And, and they're manipulating us and. And I I believe in it. I I do believe that uh, that that it is happening because there are documents out there uh, that I've read that are old documents. You know, when you read something that's a hundred years old, and you realize that everything that in there is has happened. You know, control of the media and stuff like that. Uh, I've got a, a paper that I. Uh, I, I don't know if I can let go or not because it was given to me by somebody uh, actually in the CIA. There was a briefing, and, and it was in the early 90s. And now when I read it, when I read it then, it was like, oh, this is kind of far out. Now I read it, and it's like, shit, they did it all. Everything mm-hmm. in this briefing has been done. And uh, you know that it, we're, we're under tremendous brainwashing. I mean, tremendous brainwashing. Right now, I'm doing a project. I, I don't really like to watch TV, but a, a good friend of mine who's in Scotland, she's a pharmacologist, a doctor of pharmacology. She never believes the things I tell her about our drugs. 
on TV that you can take an allergy pill here and it'll give you kidney failure, you know. <laughs> uh, so what I decided to do, and now that I'm not watching TV at all, I, I got my uh, DVD burner and uh, I'm I, I, all I'm doing is looking for commercials and I'm burning all the drug commercials and I'm going to send her a DVD full of our drug commercials. It's, it, she's, it's going to laugh her ass off because uh, they don't do things like that overseas. They can't sell you. I mean, the latest drug, and I can't recapture it because I saw the commercial and I haven't seen it a second time, is the latest pill is out, gets rid of your double chin. Okay. Now, I went now, now, yeah, it'll get rid of your double chin. Now, I, I swear to God, okay. Now, if it's just to get rid of your double chin, you stand the risk of having your face paralyzed. All right. <laughs> and, and they say all this as you're skipping through the street. You know, they talk about all the well, things that can go wrong, and they're skipping along through the flowers, and they look all happy. And, and, and that is a brainwashing thing. Yeah, I mean, you you see this stuff, and. You know, maybe it's just me because I haven't drank tap water in, in since 1977. Because I, I think there's something in the water. Because you know, when they when they put these drugs on TV, and this this is a drug that's uh, it's for men, okay? Uh, it's for prostate, and, and this is where you won't have to pee so often. All right. <laughs> Except that the, the the bad side is you may lose total bladder control. <laughs> they may go the opposite, okay? <laughs> And you could have kidney failure. It may cause, you know, thyroid cancer and all this stuff. It's it's like, are, are we crazy? It, it, are people crazy? Who the hell would take yeah, those drugs? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then uh, there's that. If you or anyone you know have died, call the number. <laughs> 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 no, the, be, the best one I heard... The best one I ever heard, heard last night was a good one. I think it was Lyrica. But it, it was, uh, it, it'll do this and that for you. But then when it came to side effects, there was, there was you'll have suicidal thoughts. You, you'll, you know, you get kidney failure. could create a, a heart, a, a dangerous heart rhythm. It could do all these stuff. And then at the end of it, they say, don't take the drug if you're allergic to it. <laughs> How the hell would you know if you're allergic to it if you haven't taken the drug yet? How uh, these substances may cause blindness, cardiac arrest, medical in the arrhythmic, uh, you know, arrhythmia failure, heart failure, can you know, may cause kidney disease. I'm like, good God, is there anything good about this drug? <laughs> if those are the good things that are going to happen to you. Jesus, who the hell wants to take the damn drug? And the worst thing about it is, this drug is $600 a fucking pill. What the hell? They're going to make you pay $600 for a prescription for a drug that's going to kill you anyway? What's that all about? Well, why do they find these different side effects on rats or what? <laughs> it's like... Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. In, in, my book, <laughs> in my book, Famished, okay, it's, it's kind of a brutal book, but the the research on it 
is correct. Everything I say in there is correct. That, you know, right now they do, they, they are doing stuff to rats. And, uh, I mean, the ultimate pill, if they could put it out on the market tomorrow, would be a pill that really makes you lose weight. Okay. And they know how to make you do that because you have an enzyme in your stomach called ghrelin. If they can block that enzyme, which they can, then you'll lose weight. The problem becomes that you won't eat at all. So you're going to you know, become emaciated uh, if you're on that pill. So they're trying to combine it with something that will give you a certain level of appetite. And they have not been successful. And the results of those... One of the results was exactly the one I used for famished. That they overdo it on the on the uh, the hunger pill, and all these pills work on your hypothalamus, which is a part of your brain. It's your control center. It's a small quarter-sized area of your brain as a control center. It controls everything. Okay, and that's why they can give you a, a pill and, and say. Uh, the pill is supposed to make you feel good, all right? It's an antidepressant. However, you may get suicidal thoughts. Well, how the hell can it give you an antidepressant that gives you suicidal thoughts? That's some good stuff. Well, the, 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 reason is, the reason is they're bombarding your hypothalamus, and it becomes unpredictable what, what's going to happen. You know, it, my doctor wanted me to take Chantix to stop. I smoke. I'm a light smoker. Now I'll go out on patio and have a cigarette. He wanted me to take Chantix, okay, help me stop smoking. But look at Chantix. It says we'll commit suicide. You know, have suicide thoughts. <laughs> I, I told him, I said, you don't got to give me Chantix. Just take my cigarettes away and I'll commit suicide. You know? <laughs> it's the same thing with me. You know, I wanted to quit smoking, and the doctor said, well, I'll prescribe. I don't remember the name of the drug, uh, but it's something to do with non-smoking. You know, you, you take the drug, and you just don't have the desire to smoke. She goes, oh, but it will cause brain seizures. Well, what the fuck <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. And she told me, she was clinical studies that led us to one out of seven people getting brain seizures. And I'm like, oh, so you want me to quit smoking and get fucking epilepsy? So I still smoked. I said, well, it was either epilepsy or smoking. I took the cigarette instead. You know, yeah, uh, at least my brain will survive. Good God. It's part of yeah. the life and the concern is that you know, actually, as we're talking about these drugs and stuff, that's the number one problem with America today. We're, we're doped up, we're prescribed medicines too. When there's a complaint or something to, to shut you up, they just give you a medicine. Here, take care. You know, and, and uh, that's why we're not making, you know, that's the only conclusion I can make is that why we're not able to make sound decisions in life is because they want us built up. I mean, it's a billion, how many, it's a trillion dollar business, the pharmaceutical company, and this goes from the doctors that prescribe the medicines 
to the pharmaceutical companies that make the medications. Um, so any anytime there's that much money involved, yeah, you know, that's an easy solution. Uh, oh, you got a headache? Let's say, let's give you this drug. Oh, your kids are a little active? Hey, he's got uh, post-traumatic syndrome. He's got ADHD. You know, so let's just dope him up, make him into a damn zombie, and you won't have to watch your kid anymore. That's the kind of stuff that we're facing in modern-day America and around the world today. Um, you know, when I was growing up, when somebody got hyperactive, like I was hyperactive in school, they didn't dope me up. You know what they did? They stuck, they, they stuck me out in the damn hall. They gave me a plan in my You don't want to be, hey, Mr. Jensen, fine. You get to stay in the hall rather than other class. <laughs> Well, see, I went to Catholic school, and if you didn't behave at Catholic school, they just started beating on you. I mean, the nuns were like ninja nuns. You know, they'd grab anything, a ruler, a book. Oh, yeah, I got hit with a history book one time. This nun, she, she, she double, this nun double-sided me, so she hit me on the right side of my face and the left, and I swear to God, I thought she turned my head into one-inch thick. Uh, <laughs> and you never did it again, and you didn't in medication. That's I mean, I was I, I was cured of my ADD immediately. It was like okay. <laughs> oh, you know, I remember also going to Catholic school. I went to Assumption in grade school. And, um, yeah, I remember. Man, I got the shit beat out of me there too. Um, but I was kind of a, I was an honorary mean kid. I know I. I hated those teachers. I mean, they were evil. So I would put, like, bubble gum on their seat. So, you know, when the teacher sat down or a gift, there would be bubble gum all over their ass, you know. And I'd get, I'd get beat up for that one. They'd, they'd take chalkboard erasers and hit me in the head with them. They'd throw them at me. They had a yardstick that was a paddle that was about six inches wide and about eight inches long. They'd paddle the crap out of me for that. Did it, did it stop me? No, the next day I put bubble gum on the seat again. Yeah, never, never worked. <laughs> but no, those were the fun days. I, didn't, you know. I got a spanking with a paddle, and to this day, that teacher is my favorite. I mean, to this day. <laughs> and I I deserved it, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> that's a whole other subject. You know, our kids, it, that was back in the day when if you got a paddle in at school, then you got one at home, too. And they'd spank you all the way home. The neighbors. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, you know, Jim Marr's assistant there should get a paddle to his ass. <laughs> he get a paddle. Uh, I, mean, I don't think it was the I'm going to say it again. If you're somebody's publicist and you can't even get with the person uh, and tell them, hey, you know, our guy is ill, he's Got some health issues going on. We apologize again. That's fine. But, yeah. You know, I don't think you found out to the last minute, though, Ev. I think that the assistant Yeah, Kelly, yeah. come on. This is the third time, and specifically, you're going to happen to just exactly get sick at 301 and not message anybody until your message? No. It's, it's, it's a lack of uh, not having that four-inch paddle, I mean, maybe if he was paddled earlier in life, he'd, you know, 
gain some yeah. respect for other people. It's his readers that he's affecting. You know, it's his people that he's catering to, that he wants to buy his books, people that are in chat that are listening, people that are listening to the show, people that are attending the show page that intended to listen to the show later. It affects um, a great many people all the way down the line, and there are proper procedures. And, well, uh, well, he may be old school, you know. Uh, well, I didn't. When I, when I first... Uh, came out into the public with my book, and I, uh, I was offered to go on radio a number of times, I turned yeah. it down. I turned yeah. it down because all I knew was the last time I was on radio was like 1971. We had to go to the radio studio. You know, you listen to your voice feedback with a five-second delay. It was actually difficult to do. So after a paranormal witness, they came at me and they said, you want to be on our program? I said, no. I said, where are you at? <laughs> I said, where are you at? They'd say Joplin. I'd say, no, I'm not driving to Joplin. Well, finally somebody told me, you don't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> you know, and, and I didn't know. I was a big dumbass, you know. I was uh, the same way. I used to turn down events. <laughs> well, then the second thing that shocked the hell out of me was, I. so I, I did some early radio shows. One was Evans, in fact. And... Uh, Okay, you know, I did some radio shows, and sometimes I'd see a, a little spike in the book sales, and that was good. But what I didn't know is that people listen to these things six months later. So it, there was one day when all of a sudden I got an email from a fellow in Australia who came to my website talking about a podcast that I had done four months ago. And these are, you know, the internet can be, internet radio is very powerful. It's more powerful than everybody knows. So Jim should, Jim, you know, if if I had uh, the ability to talk to him, that's what I would tell him, that he shouldn't sell internet radio down short because uh, it, it is very, very powerful. And, uh, you know, everybody knows that only because I do no marketing. I have never spent one penny on advertising ever wow. and, I, and, I, and I don't peddle my books I don't do any book signings you know anybody who gets a signed book I, I've had to send it to them typically I send it free yeah. uh, so you know that's my marketing is just to be kind uh, I don't do any paracons people have offered me to go you know uh, here's your expenses we'll pay you this come to talk to our pair I don't do any of that you know, I do. Not, I am the laziest author there is on this earth. Yeah. You know, if, if anybody wants to try to outlazy me, they're free. You know, I, I hold well. the title. I am the laziest. <laughs> but you're also kind, and that has paid off. I mean, that's your karma. That's right. Because you're very, very responsible. Kind. He's also responsible and has attitude, and he's very professional in what Edwin does. I mean, if Edwin says he's going to be there, all the years I've known Edwin, he has never failed, never missed a date, a time. It's just, you know, it's who you are. It's how you're raised. Yeah, you know, no, it's how you're raised. Respect, you know? so I, I, I got to tell you a funny one, though. My publisher was a couple of years ago. They they called me and they, they said, could I come to, I think it was Indianapolis, and I said, why? And they said, uh, they wanted me to address a group of writers, you know, and uh, talk to these writers. And 
I thought it was kind of humorous. So I said, you know, what what is it that you expect me to tell them? And they said, you got to give them some advice. And I said, you know, I'll just send you a little tape. And my advice is, write good. You know, that's it. <laughs> I'm too damn lazy to go anywhere, you know. But I have yeah. help writers. I, I have help writers from my home uh, all the time. I'm working with the writer now. And uh, I, I love helping him. Well, that's yeah. just the kindness. That's the human kindness within you, Edwin. That's not everybody has that, um, you know. And, and that's why, that's why I've taken pride on, on our show Beyond Reality because we really are kind of authors. I mean, it takes a lot of work to make the event pages, you know, to to get them on the show and scheduling and topics and you name it. And so when you have somebody that for whatever reason, cancels, you know, two or three times, and you still give them a chance, and they cancel again, it it, it sends a message to others that, you know, the show's not important, and, and it, it's just a lack of ethics. And uh, I'm not trying to be, be mean. I mean, I definitely understand if somebody's ill, okay, but he has a publicist, and it doesn't hurt the publicist to say, you know, hey, yeah, he's ill, you just not to be there, you know. You don't. If Kelly hadn't messaged him, we would have been sitting on that show waiting for an hour and a half, and there wouldn't have been a soul. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just it rubs me the wrong way because I do care, and I have put tens of thousands of hours into these shows since I started doing them in two thousand five. Um. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have invested their time. And, you know, so I guess my biggest gripe is is that, uh, you know, you can be kind to somebody and, and work around just about any problem. But there times, comes a time where you just say, you know, I'm going to be honest and blunt. Fuck them. You know? <laughs> That's where I'm at. I mean, if you want to make a fool out of me. Or you want to clown me? Just write something on my page, but don't do it on my show. You know what I mean? Don't, don't just not show up and, and be a blundering ass. Uh, it, it's just it's rude, and and uh, <clears throat> I mean, and, and I think you hit a key point. You know, internet radio gets a bad rap. You know, well, you they think you're, you're not big because you're not on FM. Well, how I started on FM, FM or AM, they've got a limited audience, brother. They got a very limited audience, just wherever your FM channel dictates to. Like it could be in, let's say, in Portland, so you get a certain cities in Portland, that's it. The Internet's widespread, widespread around the world. It's bigger than AM or FM, so it's a misconception, and, and anybody that thinks different obviously hasn't been in the business very long. Um, well, you, you nailed it when you said work ethic, Evan, because that's, that's a, if you're a writer and you're self-promoting, that's a part of work. You know, you you have to promote what you're doing through, yeah. you know, using these tools. And that's, yeah. you know, you, you put it on mute, throw up, and keep talking. I mean, that's... <laughs> that's well, think, of, think of how many times I actually put that article out there for the show for Beyond Reality Day. I put it out all over the place. Um, and it was out there, people were attending, people seeing it, all this stuff. So you wonder, right? You, you wonder, you're like, okay, well, 
it just makes me feel bad because you know I let I let my on that show today I let you know our, our listeners down. They were in, in there hoping to hear from Jen and Edwin both. We got Edwin anyway, and we enjoy listening to Edwin always. So that's and I didn't yeah, but, with it. yeah, but I'm I'm pissed. Okay, yeah. because I, uh, I I I was prepared to pirate the show. Okay, and yeah. it would it would, I, I was going to gr- grill Jim, and I uh, you know I made sure I had everything in sequence. I was prepared with my topics. Yeah. I, I wanted to go over certain of his books that I thought were most interesting. I thought the audience would want to hear about. Yeah. And, and I spent I spent a few hours working, and uh, but apparently he just dissed us, you know, and no, he's not going to show off. Well, I, I'm going to do some checking when we get done on the show, to be honest. What I'm going to do, he had a UFO conference today scheduled. If he ended up going to that conference and we got stiff on the show, I'm going to know, and I'm going to know really freaking fast. And if he did show up there and stiffed us, he's getting an article in the Paranormal Herald. Now, he may not think that's a powerful newspaper, but I'll tell you what, I think some other people found out real fast I mean, the paper's seen in, what, uh, uh, 17 different countries, and <laughs> it's booming. You know, I, I, won't, I won't take it. I won't take it in the shorts like that and not have my say. And I can say it in a respectful, polite manner, uh, not being rude or mean, just laying it down, saying, hey, this is, this is what we expect from anybody. And, you know, ethics, and I think it's a good lesson for people. Um, you know, especially if you're calling yourself a publicist. Well, a publicist is supposed to have etiquette, you know, and, and so forth. And, and what I've seen is, um, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but it's so frustrating. And so all I can do is, you know, apologize to our, to our listeners uh, and to you, Edwin, and Karen, and everybody else that's listening today. Um, well, you know, what we should have did, okay, what we should have did, Okay, is I should have came on, or we should have had someone come on as a drunk Jim Myers. I should. <laughs> and I, I could have interviewed a drunk Jim Myers. I mean, that would have been kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I got a friend listening in Florida. Kate, my ladybug, is in Florida. She says, I'm going off. You missed it, Kate. If you're just turning in now, we went off the grid a long time ago. We've been politically incorrect for about an hour and a half. <laughs> and, that's, and, and that's what this show is. It's kind of a gripe show. It is politically incorrect, where everybody has a bitch or a concern or a gripe. And today's gripe was etiquette, Donald Trump, uh, America being drugged up, and so forth. Um, you know, and, and, and again, people wonder, well, why, why is the gripe a show? Why is this, a, you know, a show? Well, over things like this, where people can blow off steam, they can bitch about whatever's on their mind, get it off their chest. It's a good show, and I think it's a good example why the grape show is coming back. And I've talked to Kevin about this, and uh, I think Jen's on board, and we're going to start doing the grape show at least once a week. I think it's 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 an inevitable <laughs> show. I thought a long time ago that, you know, if you had a gripe show, especially if you invited callers, I figured yeah. that, that switchboards would light up because every place I seem to go, people are bitching. So I don't oh, care who yeah. it is. You know, if, if I go pick up sandwiches at the pub over here, 
everybody sitting at the bar is bitching about something, all right? If I yeah. go to the grocery store, everybody's bitching about something. <laughs> and, and everybody's got a complaint, you know. And, uh, you know, young people, their complaint is they have to work. Uh, yep. They don't want to work. Uh, but yeah. I, I would think that if you, if you created a public format where they could blow off steam, I I thought it would be uh, really something. But maybe this people are afraid. Well, but, uh, well, the publicly, internationally, we don't care. Nope. Well, that's that's how I met Evan. I remember calling in. I was called into a great show, and I couldn't even get a word in because there were so many people so far. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it's really, it's a healthy thing, you know. We all had the same gripe, and um, it just went on and on and on. So I, I think it's really it is a healthy thing. Well, it's embarrassing to me to advertise this show, say how great it's going to be, you know, and then when people you invite listen to it, it's like, well, where's the guest, you know, where's Jim at? It's a bare reflection on, on us. You know, it, it really is. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, it it's is. not it, good. It, it, it reflects back on, <clears throat> I think, the person. You know, my husband took off early today, which he never, never, never does, um, to listen. And so, yeah, that's people make plans, and, and taking off work is a big deal. You know, so anyway, but I think it reflects back on the person, not on not on us, because just because we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, there were so, there were some things that you know Jim's written about that I had a lot of interest in. I mean, he's wrote one book, uh, PSI, uh, where he talks about the government using psychics. Now, I, I've been aware of that for years, for decades because I, I used to know a psychic, uh, Olaf Johnson. He passed away, but he worked for NASA because he could read he could read your mind, literally. Uh, yeah, amazing. And he could transmit to you, which was even more amazing. So, I mean, you could stand at... Uh, I'd stand at one side of the room or in another room, and he'd say... Uh, he'd write on a piece of paper what he was going to send me, a color or whatever, and then he'd, he'd say, what's the first thing that comes into your mind, Ed? And I would say it. And then he'd hold up the paper, and it's exactly what he wrote down. You know, he, oh. and uh, NASA used uh, that type of psychics in case the radios failed, in case all hardwiring failed. So they were matched up with, each astronaut had a matchup, and, uh, which, you know, blew me away, because I, I learned about this in 1973. And uh, it's one of the reasons, you know, that uh, when I when I was on radio with the Angel Show and when I'm on other programs, when I run up against these people who say that they're gifted, they're psychics or whatever, and they're they're ranked seventh in the world or fifteenth in the world, crap like that. Uh, if they haven't, if they're truly that way, they'd be working for the government. You know, now the government won't come in and pirate you. They're not going to say you're gifted. We're taking you. 
okay, the government will make you a nice deal. So they'll test you, they'll help you develop, and they'll pay you very well. Uh, but if the government hasn't recognized you and at least knocked on your door and interviewed you, you don't rank at all. <laughs> you know, you don't rank at all. I mean, that's that's the brutal truth. You, you know, it's, it's like someone saying that I, I'm the best pitcher in the world, but you can't even get into the minor leagues, you know. All these people are saying they can read and they can do all these. To me, it's a, it's a flim-flam. It's a scam. I think so, too. And then they do their live readings on Facebook. No comment. That, that, that's a bunch. Of, it's, it's, a, it's, it's all horseshit. I mean, Kate, Kate's out there listening right now, so she's going to know who I'm talking about. But there's a fellow who now is, uh, I don't know if he's charging or if he's or what he's doing, but He's basically, at the end of what he does, he gives you a certificate that says that you can do remote viewing. (laughs) You know, you get a certificate that says you can now do remote viewing. I mean, how dumb can people get? You know, except except I can prove him right, okay? Because if I asked him, which finger am I holding up? I bet you he'd guess which one. All right. <laughs> but you, you have people selling, you know, they're they're selling powers, they're selling spells, they're selling, you know, exorcist certificates, demonology certificates. Oh my! It's it's one of the reasons I, I've had a lower profile actually. Never knows that too, is because you know, paranormal's kind of turned into a carnival. It has. I mean, just take a look at this incident with Carmen Bartolo. Uh, and, and I want to say something here because um, he just messaged me. I said, I wasn't real rude. I was just blunt, point blank honest. I said, you screwed me again. You're done. And left it at that. He says, it certainly wasn't my intention, but I understand your point. So what does that mean? That means, yeah, I screwed you. I understand. I'm an asshole. No, I, okay. You know what, Evan? I talked to him last night. In his mind, he knew that this was going to happen. He confirmed. I think he's he's as embarrassed and as put out as we are. You know, I don't, I don't think, think so. Because that makes him look bad. And, and he said, his words to me were, I don't know what to say. Like, I do not know what to say right now. I'm so, you know, he thought he was coming on. And he confirmed. And as an agent, you're not a that makes him look like a not very good agent. So I think that um, he's not happy either right at this moment with, with Jim. So that's my two cents. Well, you, so you're telling me that he didn't know until three minutes into the show. Yes. He didn't know that the guy wasn't going to show up. But yet you say he had a feeling this was going to happen anyway? Isn't it no. his job to know as a publicist to a well-known author that Hey, he may not be showing up because this guy has got some health issues. Isn't it his job to be uh, in sync with the people that he's supposed to be a publicist to? My point exactly. That doesn't make him look good, and he's not happy about it. I don't think, just from the feeling I get. Well, I yeah, he's probably not happy about it. Well, 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 well. 
It's my job as the producer of this show to be a hard ass when it comes to guests backing out. I have to have a zero tolerance or we won't have a show. Um, and I'm telling them that right now that that's what it is. Um, I, I have, I mean, I, you can't, nobody can say I didn't understand and wasn't patient or understanding or caring, caring because, I mean, I scheduled three guests, rescheduled them, and booked the show for a Friday, and we don't do shows on Friday. So that was my level of being as professional as I could and understanding as I could. And, and, you know, so that's where I'm at. And uh, other than that, you know, I meant what I said. The guy can kiss my ass. I got nothing else to say to him, and, and uh, I wish them well in their endeavors. But moving on to other topics, in this in this uh, line of work, as they say, the show must go on. There are so many good people out there that are wanting to get on the show that the shows will continue. And uh, from time to time, we may have an issue and somebody not showing up for something, but that's certainly not... Um, on any any show cause of, of our show or, you know, or anything. And so I just want to tell people, out, you know, that are listening that this doesn't happen very often, but when it does, yeah, we, we'll just uh, work around it. And, uh, you know, it, it was a good excuse for me to do this gripe show. Um, <laughs> give me a reason. I wanted to bring the gripe show back anyway. It's a fun show. The gripe show is a fun show, guys, because... Where else do you know on internet radio where you can come and voice your concerns and get whatever is pissing you off off your chest and not really worry about having some kind of backlash or, you know, I can't say this because, you know, this isn't politically correct. Um, And that's what this show is about. Not all things in our daily lives um, are politically correct, and this is the one side that you will hear from time to time from various people on this gripe show that may not fit your agenda. It may not be socially acceptable in your own opinion. But then again, who writes the laws and the rules that say what's accepted, what's not accepted, you know, so... Well, um, you you know, you just hit another subject of a gripe show before we get off the air. All right. It, It pisses me off that we're in a country... Where we have a whole glossary of words that we can't use, we can't use them because they're going to offend somebody. Everybody gets offended. <laughs> it's true. Everybody gets offended, and yeah. uh, I've never seen anything. I've never heard of anything like that. Other countries don't have that. I mean, you have yes, you have your etiquette, where of course you're not going to say anything to hurt someone's feelings, or if you personally know you're going to offend them, you won't do it. That to me is just is just being polite and etiquette. Uh, the rest of it, it's like you should be able to say what the hell you want, you know. And in our country, one of the things I don't like is it's a it's a single-edged sword. All right, right now we can say whatever the hell we want about Mexicans and Muslims. Yeah. And it it won't matter. We can make fun of them. We can make jokes. We can do whatever the hell we want. But we better not say anything about other people. You know, and, and uh, it's like, it's craziness. It's yeah. craziness. 
And I think what we do about that is is we do it. We say it. We start saying it, and um, and and I dare somebody to shut it down. You know, it's like I grew up in a time where, when I, especially at the dinner table, you don't speak unless spoken to. And that really pissed me off. So what I did with my kids is we have the loudest dinners on the block. Like they can say anything they want. They can voice their opinions. And I want them to voice their opinions. I don't want them to sit there and just look pretty. I want them to have, I want them to have an opinion. And I want them to be heard. So a lot of people don't have dinner with us. That's fine. <laughs> but I think it's important to, to be able to say these things. That's not even healthy. You know, not to be able to express your opinion. So, I agree with you. Well, to me, it, it's a uh, it's a, a a delusion or distortion of of certain uh, of our values. I mean, it's much like I tell people, I discriminate. Okay, I'm proud of it because I grew up at a time when a, a man of, of discriminating taste was a compliment. Because we all discriminate. What neighborhood you live in, I discriminated. Okay, mine's partially exclusive neighborhood. Uh, it's mo- mostly adults. Uh, young little kids make me nervous. Uh, you know, running around all the time. I discriminate, and uh, I, ch- I choose which restaurant I want to go, and I <laughs> hang with the people. I, I hang with the people that I want to hang with. You know. Now, you could say, okay, Ed discriminates. He's going to hang around with older people. He discriminates against younger people. Yeah, I do, okay, because most of the time I don't freaking understand them. Uh, you know, you tell me why girls do a selfie and post it on Facebook every freaking day. Oh. <laughs> you know, don't get me and, started. And explain to me why 40-year-old men are, are playing video games you know, for three hours a night. Uh, and they're linking up with people across the United States to play the same video game. It's like, some of this shit's insane. So, yeah, I discriminate, and uh, I'm happy to say that I do, and I don't give a crap. Uh, now, am I a bigot? No. But I, I choose my friends as far as what I'm comfortable with. And we live in a free country, and we should be allowed to do that. I think there's there's this small group of people, and it's us, <laughs> that are not allowed <laughs> to say what we want to say. The rest of the world can say whatever they want to say. The rest of the world can, you know, have black award shows. They can do all these things, but we can't we can't have a white award show because we're not allowed to say that. And I think it's just bullshit. I mean, it's time. I think it's time. You know, we just start talking again. That's what's wrong with everybody. Everybody's afraid to say anything, and so then everybody's offended by everything. So, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I agree with. I, I agree with that. I. Uh, since when does everybody have to agree with everything? And you know, and, and now everything is so. People get so offended. They're offended by this, and they're offended by that. And my attitude is, screw you. You know, be offended. Uh, right. Because yeah. what we have now is young kids going into schools and blowing them up. Because they can't, you know, it, it's just gotten so violent. And I think that's a big part of it. I mean, 
you should be allowed to express your opinion. And, you know, y'all will probably disagree with me on this one, but I think, you know, people like Eminem and some of the um, younger musicians that have that outlet of music, had they not had that, they probably would have ended up in a really bad place. But they use art, writing, um, music as an outlet to say certain things, and then people get offended by that and say, well, you can't say that in your music because it might encourage somebody to, you know, be violent. <laughs> now, I think it's just the opposite. Well, I think to it's be, exactly the opposite. We're a stupid society only because when when a kid gets a certain age, I mean, uh, kids, are, their parents are giving their kids Xboxes at, you know, four, five, six years old. Now, now the kid grows up to an adult, okay, by the time he's 20 years old, he's watched thousands and thousands of hours of typically violence. Most of them are going to be shooting games, and some are going to be killing women, prostitutes, running over people, fighting the cops. Thousands of hours, which is a lot less than the brainwashing takes. They can brainwash you in less than a thousand hours. Right, uh, and they're desynthesized to it. So then you wonder, you wonder why a person all of a sudden whips out a gun and starts shooting <laughs> people randomly. You know, we're grooming them. We're, we're teaching our, our children to do that, and uh, to me, it's ridiculous. Well, we're living in a more deadly society. More and more, you know, we're teaching evilness. Uh, we're teaching people to hate, uh, to be violent. You know, this is what we're preaching. I mean, uh, you know, it starts on social media because that's where everybody is these days is on social media, either Facebook or whatever social page you may be on. Um, and there's nobody to really police the social media. I mean, you've got fake articles and, and bickering and fighting from uh, politicians um, just a lot of evil going on in this world, and it, it's running rapid without any real source on how to deal with it. And if you try to deal with it in some way, then you're labeled blackballed, black labeled, blacklisted, whatever. You you're you're shut down immediately. And it's a society that unfortunately has to change, or you know it's going to get even worse. I mean. Um, we're seeing it today, and uh, right. I wish I had an answer for that. But well, we've lost control. I think that parents have lost control because of social media. I mean, did you know that they don't teach cursive writing anymore in school? You don't yeah. have to send notebook paper. They do everything on a computer. So even if you, you know, you don't, you limit your kids' time on the computer at home. I mean, my my two boys. Grandkids just got grounded from theirs because, well, yeah, naked butts and stuff. No, that ain't happening. But so anyway, they got grounded from theirs, um, iPads, but they can go to school and do it. You cannot limit that. It's like you can't, used to, you could limit TV time, you turn it off. But now they can go to somebody's house or they can even go to school and get on social media. There's no way that we can you know, that we can take that from them. And it's, it's a loss of control. The one thing I, I do not understand with our youth is uh, 
the bullying. Oh man! I mean, I, I mean, there, there's never been a time when kids grew up. I mean, when I grew up, we had bullies, and, and uh, it. But typically, it was pretty easily handled. But today, it seems like they're meaner, and uh, they're relentless when they come to their bullying. And I mean, when kids start committing suicide, mm, you got a yeah. problem. You got a problem. It's gotten so bad, Edwin, that every year um, the kids have to sign a, a statement, you know, with all the paper you get at the beginning of the year, that if they see anyone being bullied or if they are being bullied, they have to go, you know, report it because it's just gotten so out of hand. It just makes me sick. But there, you know what? There's a lot of adults like that, too. We're getting worse as well. And, well, and that's, so, maybe that's social media, though. With social media, mice can become lions. You know, a mouse can become a lion on social media. And it's one of the things that I, I absolutely hate. When I was younger and I was in business, if I had a disagreement with someone, I'd quickly, quickly stop it on the phone and I'd say, let's have coffee. You know, I'll meet you over here. Let's have coffee. We talk it out. And usually that worked very, very well. Because now the person is relaxed, you're in a social setting, uh, they can't be anonymous any longer. They are who they are. Uh, but today, you know, it's much like I warned my grandkids, you know, you, you think you're talking to a guy, you may or, not, may or may not be talking to a guy. Yeah. You, think you, you think he's 16 years old, he might be 66 years old. You know? Oh my gosh, yes. You know, you know yeah, everybody's everybody's hiding behind these things, and uh, I, I felt the sting of it personally. I mean, Devin knows that, uh, where someone, t- you know, was it wasn't who they said they were, and uh, the result was just disastrous. Yeah, I've seen it a lot. You know, I come the great freaking pretenders because. You'll be talking to Sally Struthers and here is Jim Bibbob from Arkansas. Um, it's frustrating how people now misrepresent who they are. Um, you know, they, they, and again, Facebook is really good for this. Um, you know, people will pretend to be somebody they're not, and, and you know, this has worked also in a bad way for me, too, doing the shows, because I got a hold of uh, a guest last month. I was going to have her come on and found out it was a dude. And I said, the hell with you. What? She'll make a great guest. I mean, the... the See, well, well, see, that's that's what Trump was talking about. Because yeah. if I was a young man today and I met a nice-looking woman, I got to check her out to make sure she's really a woman. You know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but I'm certainly Trump. I, I Trump. Oops, I just called Edwin Trump. Oops, I get for that one. No, unfortunately, though, what. Trump was, you know, I mean, there's another way to do that, too. It's called the Adam's apple. You don't have to grab him by the pussy. You can just look at the Adam's apple. <laughs> now, how the hell did you get me involved with this one? Now, come on, Evan. Evan, give him a choice. So give give him a choice of what he wants to grab, all right? 
Because uh, no right. one's going to grab the Adam's apple. No one gives a crap about the Adam's apple. <laughs> what, is so what is so wrong with that anyway? I mean, that's human nature. We talk like that. I mean, I don't know. That. But it's human nature. You, you talk about these things. We're sexual beings. And, you know, just because you're married doesn't mean you're dead. So you can make comments. <laughs> I, I, people are so offended by this. And it's like... You know, you can say it in the bedroom, but you can't say it to your buddy. It's ridiculous. By the way, Ed, your friend Ladybug is, is listening, Ed. I'm rooting for you here, so. <laughs> that, that's all. Ladybug's here. You know what it really is? It's a damn conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It is. You said Ladybug's here? Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, in the chat and listening. Ah, okay. Well, hello, Ladybug. That's my girl, Ladybug. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, unfortunately, this is the grape show, and it was a little wrong and uncut today. <laughs> uh, it's not our normal show, so for those listening, this is the grape show. And you're free to call in. Um, you know, if you want to call in, you have a gripe, a bitch, or a concern before we get off the air, well, we're willing to hear it. Um, I'm not promising we won't make fun of it, but we're willing to hear it. Anyway, you know, yeah, I think I said plenty and uh, was a little politically incorrect and foul today. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And... Sometimes it's fun to go off the charts and do something different. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's a win-win deal today. Um, I, you know, I guess I might as well use a plug uh, here for some of our shows coming up. We've got some talent booked, and I guarantee they will show up. Yes, I guarantee it. Um, some nice authors, actually. Um, we have uh, April 5th. We have Anita Jellum Kenzo, which is a, a wonderful woman, a great author. We have her coming up on the 5th, which is a Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Um, we also have um, another author, Jill Sanders, uh, coming on on April 11th at Tuesday at 3 p.m. And about six more people lined up that I'll be working on the events and, and making announcements, you know, for them too. So our shows will continue. Um, We'll move forward, and, and uh, our shows have been very kind to, to uh, some pretty powerful authors out there, and they've been kind to us, and that's kind of the way we want to see Beyond Reality go, and so that's what we're going to be doing is, is really handling out some great shows, um, as well as bringing back, as you know, the Grape Show. Um, today was just the beginning, a warm-up. Um, I'm going to have some politicians come on, and uh, some anti-Trump supporters and some other people. Um, and, but um, So it is what it is. Um, and, and um, you know, with that said, you guys, I don't want to keep you too long on this show. We're getting down close to the hour already. We kind of started a little later than we wanted to. Um, and... Uh, is there anything, Edwin, you wanted to share before we uh, uh, before we uh, sign off today? Not really. I mean, uh, I, I I like to be accessible, so anybody can reach me. 
either on Facebook or www.edwinbecker.com. And I answer all emails. I take great pride in answering all emails. So even if they're a little negative, I'll still answer. Uh, mm-hmm. You may not like my yeah. answer, but, you know, I'll answer it. <laughs> now you're pretty fair to everybody. Uh, as long as I've known you, uh, you've been fair out there to everybody, anyone concerned. So, you know, I just really appreciate you hanging there with us and having a little fun today regardless of, you know, what was going on. Um, I'm, I'm doing this show, and I'm kind of getting hammered by this Carmen guy. I'm going to tell you, you probably don't want to be looking what Bad Evan's going to do in the next half hour because I won't be humiliated, bullied, or mistreated on my show. Um, that should be another great show itself. Show yeah, it's back. very discourteous. Isn't very, it? very I discourteous. Mean, and, uh, I'm pissed at him, you know. I, I was going to ball him out for another reason. But I'm pissed at him now because I wasted a couple hours of my day scripting it, the sequence, and trying to figure out what the people would find most interesting. And, uh, you know, for the guy not to show up, it's it, uh, totally yeah. discourteous. Well, here's what, you know, here's one thing. And, and again, we're talking, I'm sure he's listening to the show because I also I said, did he attend the UFO conference today? Because I'm going to find out one way or the other. And he says, nope, he canceled his home not feeling well, but you find out for yourself. All right, well, give me a reason to toast your candy apple ass and I'll do it. I mean, enough is enough. You want to piss me off? You want me to go there and be that dick? I, well, okay. <laughs> you know, that's what people love to see. They know I don't go and either take crap from anybody, no matter if you're a damn celebrity the best author in the world. I won't tolerate it. I give respect to anybody uh, that gives respect back. I think for everybody listening, I think they can pretty much um, share that vast knowledge that I'm kind to people in general, um, over overwhelmingly kind. But if you piss me off, you know, without any real reason and act like a imbecile, well, you might, you know, you might get toast, toasted. It's just what I do. I'm tired, you know. So I'm trying to be nice, and I'm laughing about it, but it is my show. It, it, it's not fair to like Edwin and anybody else listening, um, at least to make a public announcement saying, hey, you know what? I'm so-and-so, and this I'm representing so-and-so, and he's ill, and he didn't get back to me. This is what's going on. I publicly apologize to anybody that, um, you know, and uh, obviously, the only thing I'm going to see is a nope. You're can- you know, he canceled and he's not feeling well. But you find out for yourself. So if that's the attitude well, he's going to have, you know, I mean, you know what I don't like is he, he's got a mouthpiece with Carmen. Mm-hmm. All right, he should he should talk to you himself. Yeah. You know when I was yeah, when I when I was an executive Carmen. and I was a, when I was an executive and I was in management, I'd get a phone call in the morning. It would be somebody's wife who. From fellow work for me, let's say, and yeah. she'd say, "Oh, my husband's so sick today. He's just dead." And I'd say, "Well, is he dead?" <laughs> say what? And I'd say, "Is he dead? Is he going to be dying?" <laughs> she'd say, "No." I said, "Then put the bastard on the phone. Yeah. You know, you don't need this in between stuff." And you know, Jim, if you're listening, I would have had the courtesy to call Evan and talk by, talk to him directly. 
That's yeah. what, that's what we were directly. talking about. The, the, yeah. the days of communication are lost. And I think, you know, everybody has a spokesperson or whatever. And I'm sure, I know for a fact that Carmen probably will make a statement apologizing on behalf of him. But as you said, you know, the person, it's not about that. And would always tell my kids, are you bleeding? And I'll be like, no, then be quiet. Because just don't whine unless you're bleeding, unless you're really, really hurt. So anyway, that had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> no, that's all right. No, I, I completely understand. And I just want people know that, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And I didn't want people to think it was bad planning on any one of our sides other than theirs for whatever reason. And um, leave it at that. But moving forward. Um, again, you know, I just yeah. want to say thank you to everybody for being on. Thank you, Evelyn, for coming on and, you know, oh, you're welcome. some time with us on the show. And uh, it's fun to be able to say what we want sometimes and, and have a little bright session or a bit session that makes, actually makes people feel better. So with that said, it's time to sign off. Kelly, thank you for, you know, for coming on this show. Uh, Jan, thank you for being there. Thank you for the people that were listening uh, we definitely had people in chat, and we actually had quite a few listeners listening by, um, that weren't in chat uh, to this crazy show, the Gripe Show, and we are going to be coming back with this Gripe Show, and we'll announce what days and times and so forth. So with that said, everybody, take care. We'll see you next next week on uh, Beyond Reality with a new author and a new topic and so forth, and then following every Tuesday after that. With that said... I'm Evan Jansen. This is The Grape Show, where your every bit, every concern may be shared, and you don't have to be politically correct. With that, good night, everybody. Be well. God bless. Have a great weekend. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.